Welcome to All Clear, the Firefighter Health and Wellness Podcast. Uh, this is Season 1, Episode 5, Leadership is Ownership. Uh, I am joined today, I am Travis, I am joined today by my good friend, Eric. How are you doing? Good, how are you? Oh man, I'm doing awesome. It's good to see you again. You too. All righty. So, uh, let's see. Before we lead into this, um, I've been watching the data metrics. I think that's the fancy term um, for how our podcast is doing. It looks like uh, about two or three more people have uh, have picked up. So, uh, you know, uh, last time we didn't get a dad joke, so we might get a double this time just to make up for it. But uh, we'll see where we wind up at the end because we still haven't met our 100. But anyway, so uh, today um, we were going to talk about leadership is ownership um something that uh that's pretty uh pretty near and dear to me um is you know the effectiveness of leadership and i know you and i have actually taught together um a class on leadership and having difficult conversations um it was looked at through the lens of cancer when we did it um and then you dealt with the mental health aspect of it but, um, you know, talking about leadership, that is something that the fire service focuses on so much. I mean, how many times have we sat through classes about leadership, company officer, officer, fire officer one, two, three, four, you know, National Fire Academy. There's classes all over the place about leadership. But yeah. fr- from your experience, what do you think some of the, the big topics are that we see leadership address nowadays? I, I know when I that, that, I, that I, can I see, be a, that's that a, can that, be a loaded question. Yeah, and I saw um, you. I saw you smile when I said that. But let, let me lead off by telling you uh, what I see. Um, leadership for a long time has been how to fill out paperwork, how to write a disciplinary action, um, how to not be the buddy when you get promoted. You can't be the buddy of the guys on the truck anymore, and different right. thing, different things like that. But I see some holes in the armor, and you know, so to speak. Have you kind of seen the same thing going on? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it's funny. I I just taught a class today, um, a couple counties over, and there was a. It was about leadership and taking proactive roles. Uh, we did a a mental firefighter mental health. Uh, behavioral health awareness class today and um somebody brought up that if you if you're going to talk to talk you better walk the walk but wait a minute you just said proactive you can't be you can't be using that kind of language around here yeah you can't you cannot be proactive in the fire service you know that (laughs) otherwise you start falling into fire prevention and how evil they are yeah Uh, (laughs) um but yeah and that's very true you know the if if you're going to say that you are going to do something or you're going to hold this specific position, title, rank, whatever, um, you better be ready to, to take it on full bore and own up to, to every aspect of, of whatever that position is. Um, and that's everything from the, the easy stuff to the hard stuff, everything in between, and, you know, he hit it right on the head today. You know, if you're going to talk to talk about this stuff, you know, you better be able to follow up with it and, you know, prove that, that you're doing it. Um, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying wholeheartedly. Can I lead off with a story to kind of 
to sure. kind, of fr- kind of frame why this is something that's on my mind. Um, man, this was probably five, six years ago, um, back when we were still relatively new, the Cancer Alliance. And I had gotten a phone call from this eager young firefighter. He's like, hey, I like what you guys are talking about. And this was back when we were more in the scared straight mode where it was, you know, sharing numbers and scaring people about, you know, what they're exposed to and cancer rates and things like that. Stuff that we take for granted now. Right. And I I remember he was so excited. um, You know, we drove, I don't know, it was like an hour, hour and a half to the volunteer department that he was at. And we went into the day room and, you know, I'm I'm all excited to be talking about uh, these numbers that that could change people's lives and he was excited about it too this young firefighter but after about 10 minutes this gruff salty old captain um, i'm assuming he was either a captain or a chief he he came down and he plopped down in the recliner and he listened for about 10 minutes and he went <clears throat> he said well enough of this crap and then he got up and he walked upstairs and he said i'm going to bed and the minute he walked upstairs, um, the room went deathly silent. And you could look at the other firefighters. They were looking at each other. What do we do? Or do we follow the chief? What do we do? And more than half of them went up there with the chief and, and disappeared for this evening. And we only had like two or three guys left downstairs. And and I, I tell that story a lot to kind of prove the point that if you don't have buy-in from leadership on, on whatever program, whether it be cancer or, or whatever, if you don't have the buy-in from the leadership, then it's not going to be successful. And, uh, you know, that that is something that we have seen a 180-degree turn in, I think, here in our industry. Because when you get to a conference now, what are they talking about? Cardiac, cancer, mental health, all the big stuff that was kind of taboo five, ten years ago. And, you know, and even like when we give our presentations talking about, you know, cancer in the fire service, it used to be real heavy on numbers, but we've kind of gotten away from that. We still talk about numbers, but what are we talking about now? We're talking about, okay, how do you prevent it? Then we go as far as to start talking about the leadership. How do you have the conversations? What do you talk about? How do you practically handle a situation where someone comes to you and talks about having cancer? So though that is the lens that I've kind of looked at this through and and I have been blessed to have excellent leadership my time in the fire service whether it be my division chief or even our department chief um the the three that I've had since you know I've been in the fire service have been awesome and they've always led by uh led by design led by what they do and uh you know have you found the same to be the case during your career um as far as like you know if you don't have the buy-in from the from the guys wearing the white shirts then sometimes it just don't happen yeah and i've i've seen each end of the spectrum and and everything in between uh from really good company officers up to chief officers that have been absolutely fantastic um and then some not so good and we'll, we'll be nice when we say that. Um, and that makes it difficult. And you, you are, whether you are a company officer or not, uh, maybe even up higher than a company officer, you do set an example. Um, whether you realize it or not, you know, people are going to be paying attention. Um, and the culture, um, 
of the way people perceive it. Um, you can create your own momentum, you know, be that person. You know, there's another well-known instructor in the country that uh, talks about having a target on their back. And, you know, no matter what, they're trying to do the, the right thing for the right reasons um, and to get buy-in from people. And sometimes that's a difficult thing to do, especially when morale gets to a point where it's so low that, you know, our officers don't care about us or our department doesn't care about us or they're not addressing these issues, whatever the case is. Um, and sometimes we have to do that on our on our own to get that momentum going um, and to, to create a, a positive environment in the fire department. You've, and if you have people that are truly into the job, you know, not just guys that work at the fire department, but guys that are truly into the job and they truly love it. You can create this stuff on your own. You know, it, it, it's interesting. I was listening to a to another firefighter podcast today, actually, when I was out. And uh, hopefully someday we can get these guys on here as guests. They're really awesome. But they were talking about promotions and when someone's promoted to a to a to a role of leadership whether it be a company officer or even a chief when you come in how you approach that position or that promotion within the first couple of weeks first couple of months is going to set the tone for the rest of your career in that position absolutely and, and they were saying if you come in wishy-washy if you come in you know, kind of walking around, not exactly knowing what you're doing or not standing up for what you believe or, or whatever the case is, then the guys will pick up on it real quick. Almost like, uh, almost like piranhas on a pork chop. They're going to, uh, Hey, he, Oh, okay. Oh, we, we know yeah. what his weakness is and they're going to take advantage of it. And, and I think that's they're gonna human nature. Up. Yeah. And they, they will eat you up. Um, and I've seen the opposite end of that too. Um, where people may get the big head syndrome. Mm hmm. You know, oh, I, I just got promoted. Well, guess what? You, yesterday you were wearing the same color shirt, the same color helmet as I was, uh, and now all of a sudden things are are changed 180 degrees. You know, get off that high horse here a minute, buddy, and uh, somebody flip a switch. <laughs> yeah, let, let's figure out how to do the job before we start throwing weight around. And oh, look at the. Look at what I got shining on my collar now. Yep. And, you know, one thing that uh, one thing that I've always been told since I've been in the fire service has been anytime you have a success, it's generally because of the people around you, the people that work for you, the people that work with you, the people that are over you. It's the support you get from underneath, the support you get from the sides, is the support you get from the top down. Um, that's what makes one successful. So that from, the chief, sent- from the chief down – to the company officer level, um, you're only as good as what your people make you look to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I can speak right now. Um, the guys that work directly for me are the best guys in the world. And yeah. I know that if I need something, they're there. I know that um, I may not always make the, the best decision they may appreciate at the moment, but you know what? They, they support it. And, because of them, I'm able to have a measure of uh, of peace and, at the same time, I guess, uh, respect, I guess, to a certain level. Um, and, and it all has to go back with what we feed out. And, yeah. you know, as a, 
as any type of leadership in the fire service, if we don't put value into something, then nobody else will. But at the same time, when we decide, well, this is something important that I want to talk about, and we'll use mental health as an example. Um, if I, as a chief or a captain, if I don't give value to like a debriefing or give value to, hey, are you feeling okay? If I think that's, you know, sissy stuff, or if I think that, you know, real men don't cry, if I say any of those things, um, I'm pretty much pushing it away. But the minute I say, hey, um, how you doing today? I have to accept the fact that sometimes people don't have a good day. Sometimes people have issues that they have to work through. And ownership of the realities of the fire service are something that um, that we have to look at from a leadership perspective. We have to be willing to handle the hard questions and tackle the hard issues sometimes in order for us to be successful and to have a successful organization, I think. Do you have an idea that you can't quite get out of your head and onto paper? Does your department need updated shirts? If so, you need to talk to the guys over at Studio Print Shop. We've been working with the guys at Studio on making some of our ideas become reality. Whether you need screen printing, embroidery, or graphic design, they have you covered. They're even working with the latest direct-to-garment printing technology to make your ideas come true. Check out their link on our website or go to studioprintshop.com and get 10% off your first order when you use the discount code ALLCLEAR. Studio Print Shop, creativity fueled by passion and vision. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you you mentioned some things right there. Um, just asking a simple question, you know, we have to be aware of the words that that we're speaking, the actions that we're that we're portraying um, with our companies, with our department, with the the personnel, and we need to be prepared for that. That if we ask that question, "Hey, how are you today?" and you kind of catch somebody off guard that's not in not in the best space, not having a good day, and well, I'm not, I'm really not doing all that great today. Okay. Am I prepared to answer that, or is I just was I just throwing fluff out there um, as I was walking by somebody? Um, you know, we need to be prepared to be able to to answer that question, respond to that that question, um, you know, with the answers that we get, and we've got to allow our people to to understand that we do care about them. Um, especially at the company officer level, um, you know, to me, I, I spent a large majority of my career as a company officer. Um, and I've learned a lot of things, um, good, a lot of bad. I've learned from a lot of mistakes that I made as a company officer personally. Um, a lot of things that I wish I could, I could take back or I could have changed. Uh, but no matter what, I took it as a learning lesson. Um, and I still try to apply that today, even though I'm not in the fire service anymore. Um, and it, it's important to, uh, to give your people that comfort level that you truly care about the job and more than anything, you care about the needs of what your people are. Mm -hmm. Very good. And, and, and that's the thing that 
I think sometimes we may lose sight of um, is the fact that um, we are an organization, but at the same time, the organization is made up of smaller parts and pieces, which are the individuals. And right. if we don't look at the individuals or, or listen to what their problems are and take to a certain degree ownership of their problem to help them work through certain things, then, you know, we may be in a, in a failure point as a leader. Yes, absolutely. And the, you know, we look at some of the biggest problems that, that we face in the fire service, you know, recruiting and retention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, we'll just throw that one out there. You know, why does fire department X, Y, Z always have vacancies, you know, or why do people go only spend a certain amount of time and then they leave? Um, one person, two people. Yeah. That might be a, a them problem, but if you're seeing that on a consistent basis, you know, constant turnover, constant turmoil within your organization. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a strong believer. One, one bad apple can, can ruin a bunch. So if we don't take care of that problem and we don't address that problem, yes, we can create a poisonous, toxic environment within that organization. But if we're seeing multiple turnovers, is it the individuals or is it the leadership? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know in my own personal case, before I was in the fire service, when I worked at another job, um, I had a boss who was very toxic and she was very difficult to deal with. And at first I was like, man, am I just the only one that doesn't jam around here? And then next thing I know, there's other coworkers that work in other sections of the building that have um, experiences that were similar but of a different nature. Mm-hmm. And eventually you begin to see that as soon as that person is gone, then all of a sudden everything starts running like a sewing machine. Everybody the environment that, changes. A, exactly. And uh, that was when I was in retail a very long time ago. But, um, you know, it, it was amazing at how quick, um, you know, just a, an adjustment in the leadership could just totally turn the direction of the ship. And, and you, you mentioned that was in retail. Um, the fire service is completely different than retail. You know that. Yep, absolutely. Um, and if we have unhappy, unhealthy work environments, um, what that does to our employees, you know, we're dealing with people's lives on mm-hmm. a daily basis. And if we're creating an environment that is not conducive for them to be happy and healthy and enjoy being around, you know, the firehouse, other coworkers, things mm-hmm. like that, you know, or feel like they're not being supported or they're not being listened to by the management side of things, man, we're, we're playing, we're playing a dangerous game with people's lives. No doubt. And uh, the retail job I was talking about, I will go ahead and tell you this because they have bellied up and gone away. It was Radio Shack. And uh, I always jokingly, oh, yeah. I always jokingly say, "Trust me, I used to work at Radio Shack." Um, and, then, <laughs> and my boss rolls his eyes because he used to work there too. Uh, my chief now, my division chief. So, uh, you know, it 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 all goes back to like you were saying. It doesn't matter the industry if folks aren't in leadership aren't willing to address the problems and look at the problems. If you bury your head in the sand, it's not going to get any better. And and like you mentioned before. 
Um, a lot of it has to do with personal attitude. You know, some people, they, they get real prideful as soon as they get a promotion or, you know, a certain duty or whatever. Um, and then there's some people that, you know, they, uh, let's see, I think the proper term is promote to the level of incompetence. You know, some people, you know, they're, they're really good at what they do, but after they promote past a certain point, they become ineffectual. Um, I've not right. necessarily seen that in my current job, but I'll go back to previous experiences. It was kind of the same thing. Oh, he was a great guy, but the minute he becomes a manager, he becomes an owner. He becomes, you know, someone who has authority, you know, above and beyond, you know, total different person. And he's very ineffectual at that job, but unfortunately he can't back back down. But, uh, you know, like, like I mentioned before, um, I am blessed with very good leadership um, where I am now. Um, you know, our, our chief now, he, he is, he is a very, um, open person when it comes to being aware of what's going on in his department. Um, you know, chief Williams, um, is, he knows everybody by name. He, he knows your family. He knows what you do. He knows where you ride. He knows, you know, what department, you know, what section are you in? Um, and he understands that. Now, granted, our department's probably 300 people, give or take. That's still impressive for one person, in my opinion. That is very impressive. And, and the thing about Chief Williams, though, is um, if you've got a problem and you talk to him, um, he, he's going to figure out a way to, to make it you know, get better. Whether it's him or someone else, they'll, they'll, they'll be away. Um, and, you know, that's one of the things that I have a lot of respect for him. And even Chief Allen, who's on our board now, um, you know, when he was our chief, before he retired, it was the same thing. He was very much focused on the individual. He always said faith, family, fire department. You know, his his whole thing was, you know, uh, you've got to depend on the people around you. And uh, if you can't trust your leadership, if you can't trust the ones that you're riding with or working with, you know, the, it, it's kind of a lost point. Yeah. And he And he always went back to Band of Brothers, uh, the series that was on, uh, what was that? history channel or it's been a long time since i've watched it but um he he would always draw points for that and whenever we did our um our officer training he came in and lectured us one day on on what true leadership is and it was really good um to to see his perspective and that was you know if you're gonna look at a problem you're gonna have to accept the problem and you're gonna have to figure out how to deal with the problem and when you do and you know and you're and you buy into the other people's issues then you can be successful as a leader Absolutely. Um, and giving giving your people buy-in goes a long way, too. Um, you know, I always, I always told the folks that I worked with, um, they could come to me with a problem no matter what it was, but at least come to me with a, a potential solution to yep. the problem. Exactly. Because are are we really addressing a problem or are we just being complain be, being mm-hmm. complainers? Uh, and there's a huge difference in in the two. Um, and maybe we might be able to use their suggestion. Maybe we won't be able to. Uh, but at least we gave them the opportunity, one to to bring it to our attention, mm-hmm. and two try to help be a positive side to getting it resolved. Um, and, and and that's like the guys I work with now. My division chief, he's like, hey, if, if you've got a problem, bring it up to me, but bring up bring a, a potential solution. Might not right. be the right solution. And he right. said, if it works, I'll back you up as far as I can. As long as you're consistent, accurate, and fair, we'll back it up. 
and, and, yeah. and that's very much what, what what you're talking about. We don't want to just be negative and complaining um, to to you know if we have folks that are above us, we don't want to just complain to them because that can give us a bad um, a bad reputation. But at the same time, when we're listening to others, um, listen with intent, not just shutting things out because ah oh, man, here's McGaha complaining again. You know, listen to what he's saying. Even though if he may have had a history of being negative, you never know. There might be something that he brings up that could be useful. So it's kind of a two-way street. But from a leadership perspective, listening is huge. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm i amazed now um, with Apple Watches and smart watches and phones. How many times have you been talking to someone? Are you reaching for your phone right now? Oh, I thought you were. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll whip that phone. I'm joking, Eric. You can smile. He actually is smiling. But <laughs> Eddie's shaking his phone at me. But how many times have you seen him get the watch and they'll start scrolling through it? Right. Or they'll, or they'll start looking on the phone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. And, you know, you, you just have to – it's frustrating. Active and w- listening skills. Yep. And nobody has yeah, it anymore. People need to learn active listening <laughs> skills. Uh, on the mental health side of, of what we're doing, you know, that is, that is a key component, you know, to make people feel like they're valued. You know, if you say that you have an open door policy as mm-hmm. a company officer, um, one, what does your open door policy look like? And is it truly an open door policy? Um, when you ask somebody, if somebody asks to talk to you, they knock on your door and everything else, you better be prepared for that. You might have to flip the screen down on your computer, might have mm-hmm. to put your phone away, and you need to give them your undivided attention. Yep. You know, if it's something time pressing that you need to get taken care of, explain it to them. You know, hey, give me five minutes and I promise I will come find you and we'll we'll sit down and we'll talk. Uh, but I, I've got to get this done. Um, but don't bring them in there. Allow them to come in there and not give them your undivided attention mm-hmm. because that, I know personally how that would make me feel. Yeah. Uh, so I can only imagine how it's making somebody else feel as well. And, and you know, like we teach in, in, in our class, um, that time that somebody comes in with your open door policy and they say, hey, chief, I've got insert horrible situation, whether it be a death in a family, cancer, I've got you know, heart issues, um, whatever it is, when that bomb drops, it can be very, uh, it, that could turn out from being a five minute open door conversation to a 30 minute closed door conversation because you have to be ready to, to step up. And, you know, that's where you have to embrace the problem and take ownership of it. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that something like that going going down that road uh, that's not going to be a one and done no you know, coming in having that one conversation because guess what now i've got the responsibility of being not just a, a good company officer but being a good kind-hearted individual and i'm going to have to do follow-ups and i'm going to have to check on him and i'm going to have to make sure he's okay and i'm going to mm-hmm. let him know that i truly value him and that i'm i'm looking out for him um I don't feel that that's happening. Yeah. Well, not all the time anyway. Well, not all the time, but I, I do see light on the horizon because when you start sitting through, 
training, whether leadership training, uh, officer training, whatever, um, we are dealing with a new generation of firefighters now that are different than they were five, ten years ago. And you have to be more uh, empathetic or sympathetic. You have to take, you know, feelings into consideration. And, you know, um, you can't tromp on people anymore. You have to you have to build them up. And, you know, there there is a place for that. But at the same time, you know, when you're in a paramilitary organization, yet, you, you know, there is a certain level of expectation of hard times and that you're going to get. But I do see hope on the horizon that a lot of the newer leadership sees that, Hey, I have to, I have to see what's a problem for my organization and I have to try to find a way to address it, whether it be through an idea I have or somebody I work with or, or listen to a podcast, uh, all clear podcast. Um, you know, (laughs) you might, you might get a great idea or you may hear something that is so terrible. You're like, I am not going to do that. That is the worst idea. Right. Sometimes good ideas are grown out of bad ones. And so. you, you just mentioned something that, you know, addressing the issue, no matter what it is, whether it's easy or it's difficult, um, it, that position and having that responsibility sometimes means having to confront things that are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, guess what we're going to guess what we're going to have, guess what we're going to cultivate within our organization, and that is disgruntled employees. Uh, that's going to be unhappy workers. That's going to create uh, mediocrity and not people, you know, striving to achieve. Um, and it that can lead down a very dangerous road. Um, you got to be able to address that elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know you have a morale issue, or you hear people talking about a morale issue or they're unhappy, whatever the case is, um, figure it out. Why? Is it something that we're doing? Is it something that the, the rank and file firefighters are doing amongst themselves and we're missing it at the company officer level? Um, and maybe the chiefs need to need to find out from the company officers. Hey, why are we seeing this? Why are we hearing this? Why are you guys allowing that to, to happen? Um, mm-hmm. Or if it if we are addressing it and we find out that it's things that we have to put in place due to our middle management position, hey, okay, I've heard your, I've heard your valid uh, concerns here. I'll forward them up. That's all I can do. But it makes them feel valued then at that point that we are taking that time to listen to them that they're not just cogs in a machine and we expect them to show up every two days every other day whatever kind of schedule rotation you work Mm -hmm. that we value you we're going to listen to you and we want you to be happy and healthy while you're here at the firehouse absolutely and you know to 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 reinforce that i am in the process of trying to get us some more guests that are exemplary in the in in different aspects of dealing with people and leadership particularly in the fire service because i know some great company officers and some great chief officers not just at concord where i am but at other places as well that uh i think we can all learn from so definitely uh something that we need to dig into a little bit further but uh Anyway, sure. just something just something that was on my mind today, talking about uh, ownership and leadership, how closely intertwined they are. 
And we could talk on this forever. Absolutely. Speaking of which, well, not even speaking of which, got a question for you, Eric. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know what the uh, triangle said to the circle? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me. Absolutely. The the circle was told by the to, the triangle told to the circle, hey, you're pointless. Whew. All right. How, how soon? Do okay. You think, how soon do you think we can get to a hundred listers? Hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. <laughs> you know, we we did have a busy week last week. Um, you, you were able to join us down in Wilmington at the at the leadership conference down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we handed out a lot of flyers. We made a lot of good contacts. Yep. Um, and then right after we left you there, the peer team, we went to the. Uh, the South Carolina State Fire Expo. We had a great time down there. Um, had a lot of great connections with some with some people. Um, we handed out a bunch of podcast flyers. Uh, so hopefully we can we can hit that hundred mark pretty quickly. Please, people, <laughs> like us, share I, us. <laughs> we Put, from, help help us with <laughs> with this difficult situation. Hey, we get away. We from, might come up with other jokes on a weekly basis. Yeah, we'll go basis. to elephant jokes next. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I have there, a whole book of those. Hey, and that that's a good way for us to keep promoting, <laughs> man. You know, we go from the dad jokes. Okay, now we're on to elephant jokes. We hit two hundred people. We quit the elephant jokes. We'll go to knock knock jokes. We <laughs> we we got them stagnate. Yeah. But you, you know, um, it, it is very important. Um, like I said, we've met a ton of awesome people. We've met other podcasters that uh, that have said they're willing to come and talk with us. And, yeah. um, you know, this is a national thing now. Um, I, we've got people downloading all over the country, actually all over the world at this point, which really shocks me. Um, it's very humbling for people to be uh, be willing to listen to, you know, two boys from North Carolina talk about uh, the fire service and what's on our minds but uh you know as always um our website uh hopefully is up and running at this point we've been hitting a few hiccups it is allclearpodcast.com but you can get a hold of me at t.mcgaha at ncfirefightercancer.org that's t.mcgaha at ncfirefightercancer.org and eric how can we get a hold of you mine's pretty easy info at frpsn.org okay now why do we want you to email us we need ideas for what to talk about um if you want to be on our podcast we're willing to talk to you um you know if you want us to be on your podcast and you're a glutton for punishment hey you know we're willing to we're willing to come out too so uh you know in all seriousness aside thank you for taking time to listen to us and we'll talk to you soon You have been listening to All Clear, presented by the North Carolina Firefighter Cancer Alliance and the First Responder Peer Support Network. Please rate us on your podcasting app of choice. This show is written and produced by Travis McGaha and Eric Stevenson and recorded on Riverside FM. See you soon.